Eight Ways to Use People for Automation in Podcasting. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 299. Thank you for joining me for The Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm wrapping up this mini-series that I've been doing about automation tools for podcasting to talk about how you can use people for automation in podcasting. I'm not saying that people are tools, but people are wonderful and can be wonderful parts of your podcasting team by relieving some of your burdens so that you can focus on what matters most in your podcasting journey or in life, whether that be your business or spending more time with your family. So I include people as we could call them an automation tool for podcasting because people can be so skilled that all you need to do is assign a task and they return amazing results. So please never underestimate the value of others. When people say, I charge this much, they are probably worth that much. Please don't undervalue them. So you may be thinking, well, how can I use people for automation? I've got eight ways to share with you. And if you'd like to follow along in the show notes for episode 291, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash people automation. To remind you one last time, the idea of automation is not for a single task to be done automatically for you. It's for a whole process to be done automatically, multiple steps, multiple tasks done for you. And especially when you're working with other people, there may be a certain learning curve and some patience you have to extend and grace you have to give to others and some time you have to spend to educate others and show them what they did wrong, how they can do it better, and refine the process. Yes, there is that learning curve and that that time it takes. But that investment in automation, in working with other people, and in delegating tasks will ultimately make up for it in the amount of time you get back, and maybe even the better quality results that you get because you've assigned those tasks to someone else and they do all of those tasks for you and they become a sort of automation system for you and your podcast. So these eight ways to use people for automation in podcasting are contributing content, editing audio or video, writing, moderating, designing, booking interviews, managing your website, and marketing. Again, if you want to follow along in the show notes and get any of the links and resources that I mentioned along the way, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash people automation. First, contributing content. Your podcast content doesn't have to be created solely by yourself. You could, we could use the word outsource in this case. You could outsource work to other contributors in the form of co-hosts or guests or audience feedback or audience submissions. And when I say submissions, I mean things like research, production pieces, content suggestions, or actual content, and much more. This can relieve a huge burden from you, so you don't have to do as much work. But it can also add a whole lot more value to your podcast, because this other piece of content you may receive from someone else could bring something to the discussion that you might have never thought of. 
thus increasing the value, thus increasing the perspective and the amount of information someone could get or the amount of entertainment someone could get from your podcast. I remember when I started my clean comedy podcast, which is now 10 years old or almost 10 years old. That was my first podcast launched on April 2nd, 2007. And I'm celebrating my 10 year anniversary in podcasting very soon. I'll tell you more about what's coming in that celebration soon. But in that first podcast, the first several episodes were solo and it's really difficult to do comedy solo. When I had a co-host come in, then it was much easier to be funny. We could bounce off of each other. There was someone else that could laugh at certain things or I could laugh at things they were saying. We could make certain stories more funny because we could riff off of each other. So we were contributing content together and making the overall sum of what we were making much better than what we could do on our own. That's contributing content, a great way to use people for automation in your podcasting. Could even come to the point where you simply put out there to say, hey, this is what I want to talk about. Give me your questions about this topic. And you don't have to find questions. You don't have to do a whole lot of research to find out what do people want to know. All you have to do is wait for the questions to come in so then you know this is actually what my audience wants to know. I don't have to guess. I don't have to try and figure this out. All I need to do is be prepared with answers for these things. And your audience could even help you with preparing the answers for those things by suggesting some of the resources that you could use with your podcast. Next, editing audio or video. Podcast editing is usually one of, if not the most hated tasks for podcasters. But some people love editing, and God bless those superheroes. If you find an editor, just go up and give them a hug, especially your own editor. Give them a big hug. These people can be miracle workers and save a lot of stress. Delegating that audio or video editing that you need for your podcast to someone else could be the biggest stress relief you'll ever have in podcasting. Even so much more of a stress relief than getting a co-host or a guest for your podcast because the editing is that thing you often have to do or feel you have to do after you've already recorded and you're ready to get the episode published. But if you have someone else doing the editing for you, the automation in that could be that all you have to do is upload your file to where your editor can get it, and they manage everything else for you from that point forward. They edit the audio, they make the MP3, they tag it, they upload it, they publish it on your website. They can do all of that for you, depending on their specific skills. I remember a few years ago when I started working with John Buchanan from Audio Editing Solutions, because I realized my podcasting was keeping me from podcasting. It's because of all of the other tasks I had to go along with the podcast. And there were certain ways that the quality of the podcast was suffering and certain things I just felt like, I'm just going to leave this this tangent in, this unrelated thing in, because I don't want to go in and edit it. And I always felt like when I was editing my own episodes that the beginning of the episode had a great flow, great editing quality to it. But by the end of the episode, I'm like, Eh, forget it. I don't care anymore. I'll let this stuff slide. So the listener would suffer from a degrading quality within a single episode, and it would become stressful on me and take time away from my own podcasting. 
So then I started working with John Buchanan, and now it's as simple as I press stop on my recorder, I pop the SD card into my computer, I put it into our shared folder, and then he edits the audio for me. And you can get video editors too if you publish in video form. That can be a huge stress relief and a great method of automation. And I'm not saying automation in the sense of just boom, it's instantly right there, a finished edited file. That would be amazing if we had that technology or people could work that fast. But it is automation in that maybe it's the next day you have your edited episode ready for you to publish or a couple days later or whatever the particular schedule is that you work out with whoever you're working with. Editing audio or video can be a great way to use people for automation in podcasting. Next, writing. Answer this question. Aside from editing audio or video, what's usually the other most hated task for podcasters? Probably show notes. That's usually the answer. Editing and writing show notes. Many podcasters know the value in good show notes, but they don't want to invest the time it takes to write good show notes. Or they want to go the cheap way, the lazy man's way, and that is to get a transcript, which often doesn't work very well for your podcast. It's better than nothing, sure, but it's not very good quality content most of the time. So a good writer could write your show notes for you. And that could be maybe you send them a draft mp3 or your editor sends an mp3 to your writer. They write the show notes for you. Or it could be that they're listening while you record your podcast live on the internet. We do that for our Once Upon a Time podcast. Jack is our show notes writer and she's listening and watching our podcast when we're recording it live. And she's there writing the notes as we're speaking. She's pulling in the links. She's pulling in the screenshots that we've taken and she's adding those in for us. Besides show notes, a good writer can also help you in many other ways, such as with writing marketing copy for your website, better promoting your podcast or your products or services. They can help with repurposing content. Maybe you want to take your podcast content and turn it into a book or vice versa. And they can also help in improving your existing content because they know how to better communicate with words. Don't underestimate the value of writing, and it can be a great way of getting people involved in the automation of your podcasting, so you don't have to worry about all of the stuff you need to write to go along with your podcast. Someone else can do that for you, and then give you much better results that help with your search engine optimization, help with growing your audience, help with the accessibility of your content, and much more. Next, moderating. Whether you have an active community or you receive a lot of feedback for your podcast, a moderator can help filter everything and then even keep everyone engaged with your podcast. When you're looking for who can I get to help with moderating, the ideal person for that position is someone who's probably already extremely active in your community. They're invested in your community. They are passionate about the subject. I did this for our Once Upon a Time podcast about the TV show. We have a very active forum, and the person who is the most active is now our moderator. They were in the forums all the time anyway, and they now moderate it. We have two moderators for that. And the value they bring to the team, not only in the moderation that they do in the forums, but the value with their feedback, their thoughts, their perspective is priceless. So they even co-host the podcast with us sometimes. A moderator could also help filter all of that feedback you receive. And we've done that before for our Once Upon a Time podcast when I would receive dozens of emails every week. 
with feedback and theories about the latest episode. And a moderator helped by knowing the difference between a good piece of feedback and a bad piece of feedback. Sometimes they could clean up the feedback a little bit to make it more clear, edit it for brevity or clarity and such. Or they could say, this just isn't worth sharing. It's a bad theory. It doesn't make sense. It's poorly presented. Or it's, it doesn't fit with our approach in the podcast. Maybe the feedback is very hateful and we're a very positive podcast. Or maybe the feedback is merely telling us their opinion of the episode. I liked this. I liked this. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And we don't want to do that. We want to theorize about things, discuss concepts and ideas the episode presents, not merely state our opinions on whether we liked something. So a moderator can help with that to the point that all I have to do or all you have to do is open up your notes for your next episode and all of the good feedback is there, prepared for you, formatted for you, in the right places, waiting for you to use it. That's the power of having someone else do the moderating for you, a great method of using people for automation and podcasting. Next, designing. You're probably familiar with this quotation from Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Little side note, that quotation is often attributed to Uncle Ben, but in the original comic, and I am not a Spider-Man nerd, this is just what I discovered in my research, but in the original comic, that quotation is merely a, a kind of a note on one of the panels of the comic. No one actually spoke those words. But in the movies these days and TV shows and other things like that, someone speaks the words. It's usually attributed to Uncle Ben or someone related to Peter Parker, who, spoiler alert, is Spider-Man. But that quotation, with great power comes great responsibility, could apply to the myriad of design tools available now, many of them for free on your mobile device, on your computer, in your browser, or very professional software you can buy and install on your computer. It's so easy these days to create images that anyone can create a disaster of pixels. And that's not what you want for your podcast. Now, I know you may not be able to afford an ongoing designer for your regular design needs, like your website print specials or other images like episode specific images every week or multiple times per week. But I do highly recommend you invest in a professional designer for your most important stuff like your podcast cover art or maybe a couple banner images that you can use on your website or in your social media profiles. Please don't underestimate the value of a good designer and please don't hire someone from Fiverr. Many people on Fiverr designers that is are thieves and that is totally accurate to say that. They steal images. They'll do Google image searches and find images, steal them without permission, use them in what they create for you. And you can be held liable for that. Not the designer. You can be held liable for that. And I've even personally been stolen from by so-called designers on Fiverr where they take my podcast cover art designs and they put them in their portfolio. Yikes. Or I've seen other people steal text from my website to promote their so-called design gig. So please don't go with that. You could go with 99designs or Design Crowd, or if you want someone to work with one-on-one -on -one and get a 100% personalized design, someone that works with you to meet your exact needs and provides a 100% valuable result, then you can contact me and I'll refer you to a designer that I trust. And I have links to those other services if you're interested in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash people automation. 
please don't underestimate the value of good design and thus a good designer. Next, booking interviews. Whether you like to have guests on your podcast or you like to be a guest on other podcasts, it can be a huge pain to find, filter, contact, and follow up with every possibility. That's why I highly recommend delegating this to someone else. And let's be honest, they can probably do a much better job than you can at finding the right podcasts or finding the right guests, following up with them, scheduling them, finding relevant topics and such. And this can be a wonderful method of automation for your podcast that you simply say, that's the guest I want. And they go get that guest for you. They schedule it. They work out the technology. They work out the pre-interview, anything like that. Or maybe you say, I want to be a guest on that podcast. And they work it out for you. They go after that person. They follow up with them. They schedule it on your calendar. So all you have to do is show up and be prepared with some basic content to provide value in whatever way that you're using guests or being a guest on other podcasts. This is a wonderful way to use people for automation in podcasting. And if you're wondering who should you work with to do these kinds of things, there are two different companies that I highly recommend. I am personal friends with the people who run these companies. I know the quality of their work, the quality of these people too, and they've gotten great results and I see nothing but praise about them. The first is Interview Connections. This is Jessica Rhodes' company and they help you, as she puts it, rock the podcast from both sides of the mic. That is booking guests for your own show and booking you as a guest for other shows. And that can work in all kinds of industries, hobby, professional, anything else. They even offer different levels of service where they can guarantee a certain number of bookings per month. That can be a fantastic way for you to not have to worry about that at all, about finding new people to be guests and scheduling it with them and all of that other stress. Check out Interview Connections. I have a link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash people automation. The other company is Interview Valet. This is from my friend Tom Schwab. And if you want to focus solely on being a guest expert and optimizing your entire marketing plan around that with offers and opt-in pages, landing pages, special promos, trackable links, and certain things like that, then I recommend Interview Valet with Tom Schwab. They can manage that whole marketing aspect for you so that you get the best results and position yourself as an authoritative expert in whatever your field is. This is probably more fitting for a business field, maybe not for a hobby podcast, but you could potentially benefit as a hobby podcaster as well, working with Interview Valet. And I have a link to both Interview Connections and Interview Valet in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash people automation. Next, managing your website. Remember that Spider-Man quotation, with great power comes great responsibility? All that power that you have with your website should be handled extremely cautiously. You could easily crash your podcast, your website, or even your entire server and affect other podcasts and other websites. And you could do that by running some bad code, by not updating things, by using the wrong plugins, or by other bad choices you could make with your podcast website. So whether you need a developer or a designer, I highly recommend that you get someone else to manage the technical stuff on your site for you. Don't try and fix it yourself sometimes because you could end up breaking it even worse. Or you might have no idea how to fix it and you end up wasting all kinds of time. 
just imagine it this way. What if you decide, hmm, I need this new functionality on my website. So all you have to do then is contact the person who manages your website. You say, this is what I want. Two days later, they come back and say, okay, it's there. Now it works. That's a wonderful form of automation. You don't have to think about what's the best way to do this. What plugin should I use? Should I pay for a plugin? Should I get a free plugin? All of that. It's a very simple thing and a a way of automating a particular workflow with your podcast. Now, if you need a website expert, there, there are some different ways that you could approach this. One is by choosing a good website hosting company. For example, SiteGround is my new recommendation for quality WordPress-focused shared web hosting. It's not completely managed, so they won't install plugins for you or that kind of thing. But they do have a hosting environment that's optimized for WordPress. It's secure, it's fast, they have their own caching plugins, so that alone is worth using them. So you don't have to worry about, should I use W3 Total Cache, WP Rocket, WP Super Cache, and then what do all of these settings mean? Page Cache, Object Cache, Varnish, what is this stuff even? I don't know which ones to do. That can be extremely complicated, and you can break your website if you use the wrong settings in a caching plugin, and all kinds of other frustrations can come up. But use a web hosting company like SiteGround, and they have that all set for you. Or they can manage some of those things for you to the point where all you have to do is click a button or flip a switch somewhere, and that stuff is managed for you and activated. You don't have to worry about getting the ideal settings. That's kind of an expert on a low level. They're not personally managing your website for you. There are higher level hosting plans like from WP Engine where they do manage a lot more for your website. Now, it costs a lot more, but they provide a lot more value and a lot more tools as well for you and better performance even. So they could be someone. You could say, Hey, I need such and such on my website. Can you recommend a plugin or can you help me get this set up on my site? And they can help manage that for you. Or maybe you want a person that you know and can develop a relationship with that they can be your website expert to manage your website for you. Whether that's simply publishing a post on your site or adding widgets or finding the right plugins or redesigning your site or adding a store to your site or anything like that. It can be a wonderful way to automate the podcasting workflow because you don't have to think about that stuff. So look at SiteGround for shared web hosting. Look at WP Engine for managed WordPress web hosting. Or if you need a personal expert to manage your website for you, then contact me and I can refer you to someone I trust. Lastly, marketing. A marketing department sounds like an option exclusive to the multi-million dollar companies with massive audiences and big teams and public radio relations and all of that kind of stuff. But that's not true. You can have your own marketing department with only one person who helps you promote your stuff. This marketing manager then can help you with social media content. They can help you with optimizing your website for SEO, for other aspects. They can help you improve your email newsletter and much more. If you're trying to aggressively grow your podcast audience or you're trying to build your business, a marketing manager would be a great investment for you. Think of it this way. I've talked about different tools in the past episodes about podcasting automation that can help you by re-promoting old podcast content or sharing out to certain places automatically. Well, a marketing manager 
could add all of those messages for you, cue those up for you, write ideal messages for you, or they could manage the schedules for those things. They can watch the ideal times. They can experiment with some of that stuff. They can help you better promote your podcast and thus grow your audience. So I highly recommend you consider working with a marketing manager as an automation tool for your podcasting. And it can then simplify your process for helping to grow your podcast so that you can focus on creating your great content and then they help with getting it out there and finding your audience. So these eight ways to use people for automation in podcasting are in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash people automation and they are contributing content, editing audio or video, writing, moderating, designing, booking interviews, managing your website, and marketing. If you want the links to any of the services or products or people that I mentioned, then go to the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash people automation. I'd also love if you would comment on the show notes there with your own thoughts of how you can use people as automation for podcasting. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash people automation. Thanks to Cafe Whiskey, who wrote a kind review for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes, and they said, I found that most how-to podcasts are not as informative or helpful as this one. Daniel obviously does this to promote his own products at times, but first and foremost are the tips and advice about podcasting. I especially find tips on audience growth and marketing very helpful, which most other podcasts do not cover. To make it even better, Daniel has a way of packaging advice in easy, to-the-point tips that are easily accessible. Thank you very much, Cafe Whiskey, for that kind review. It's really encouraging to know that that's what you get from the podcast, first and foremost, the tips and advice, and that I'm providing something that you feel you can't get anywhere else. Thank you. Thank you for that very much. I wish I could know your name or give your podcast a shout-out, but the review didn't contain the name of your podcast So maybe if you comment on the show notes, then I can link to that at least in the show notes. And I did try and look up Cafe Whiskey. I couldn't find anything there. But thank you for that kind review. And I do use mypodcastreviews.com to get my podcast reviews automatically delivered to me. I'm really excited about some upcoming things for the Audacity to Podcast. In the next episode, I'll be celebrating 300 episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. And this is your last chance to send in your feedback before March 24th, 2017, go back and listen to episode one of the Audacity to Podcast. It's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash one, or scroll all the way to the bottom of your podcast app and episode one should be there. Listen to that and send me feedback on that first episode. What would you have wanted to tell that podcaster to do or not to do? What kind of mistakes did you hear that podcaster make? How would you want to help them improve? I'm going to share this with you in a way that's not about how I've improved my podcast, but about how we can learn to improve our podcast by looking back at what we've done and how we can be objective in recognizing as well that we are not the same podcaster we were in our last episode or in our first episode. So that's coming up for the 300th episode of the Audacity to Podcast, and I'd love for you to be part of that. Also coming up is my 10th anniversary in podcasting. April 2nd, 2007 was when I published the first episode of my first podcast. It's not even available online in that original form, but I might find a little excerpt of that first episode and play it for you. If you think the first episode of the Audacity to Podcast was bad, ugh, you'd cringe at the first episode that I ever 
did. And I cringe just thinking about it and remembering what it sounded like. So I may play a little bit of that for you. But the main thing I want to focus on on that 10th anniversary episode is I want to share my story to inspire you, to let you know why I do this, why I care about podcasting and what podcasting has meant to me. I've shared certain portions of this story in different places, and I've been getting more and more open and transparent about certain things because the story is not completely happiness in it. It's not like I started from day one and I knew this is what I wanted to do and everything was sunshine and roses and baby laughter and all of that stuff. There were some dark times. And I I mean dark times personally. There was even a year that I considered the year of hell where it seemed like everything in my life died that year. It completely changed my life, but for the better. And a podcast helped me through that. Podcasting helped me through that. I want to share that full story with you. Some of it, yes, is self-incriminating, but I've shared certain aspects of this story in other places and other conversations. I want to share it all with you in the episode, still protecting a couple of people's uh, privacy, but being vulnerable and transparent with you to inspire you on the change you can make with podcasts, whether that's the change you make to yourself by podcasting or the change you make to others. And to be inspired by why we do this, why we have the audacity to podcast. That's coming up in my 10th anniversary episode, which will be in April 2017. My wife, Jenny, will be interviewing me, and you'll probably hear a little bit of Noodle Baby too, because he'll be there, don't worry, not crying in the background while I'm trying to answer questions, but Uh, He'll be part of it, so you might hear a little sound from him here and there, and maybe the start of a cry. And it will be uh, entertaining, it will be serious, it will be encouraging, it will be inspirational, it will be challenging. You may cry, you may laugh. My wife will even be part of the story. She'll be providing some of her input because there are ways that she helped radically change directions in my life. I'm really looking forward to that and having her in the podcast with me. It might be a long episode, but that's okay. I want to share the full story and leave nothing out so you really know what makes me tick with this. So that's coming up, the probably the 301st episode of the Audacity to Podcast to celebrate my anniversary, 10 years of podcasting on April 2nd, 2017. In the meantime, if this episode helped you, encouraged you, or inspired you in some way, please comment on the show notes and share this episode out with your friends. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash people automation to do that, to get the links to any of the resources I mentioned, or to contact me for personal recommendations on some people that can do some of these things for you. That's at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash people automation. This week, when I'm recording this episode, I will be in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World 2017, leading a panel on how big brands can leverage podcasts. I'm really looking forward to that panel, looking forward to meeting other podcasters and learning a lot at Social Media Marketing World. If you'll be there, please tweet me at the Daniel J. Lewis, and maybe we could meet up for a little bit, and I'd love to learn more about what you're doing and how things are going. But now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening.
The Audacity Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.